Sebastian, what kind of lighting do you have, man? You're like, you're glowing. Ah, you know, that's the natural light, baby. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah. Fuck you. What's up, everybody? This is the What A Year podcast. I'm your host, Jeremy George. Today, I've got with me one returning guest from episode one, Sebastian Flores, uh, who you all might remember from the, uh, the Costa Rica trip. And then our new friend, Rob, who we met in Costa Rica. What's up, boys? Thanks for hopping on. Thanks for having us. How are we doing, boys? Let's see. Today, we're talking about goal number 46, uh, which for me was to meditate every day for 90 days. I did this or I completed this at the end of June. So April, May, June. And uh, these guys are actually a big part of it. So um, I'm excited to talk about this one because it's very different from, uh, I think, from some of the other things that I've talked about so far. Just for a little bit of background on these guys. I mean, uh, if you listen to the episode one, you already know Sebastian. He had to overcome a lot of <laughs> diversity, somehow got into uh, into Harvard, probably for diversity points. Uh, and then- <laughs> and Californian. <laughs> Just a cheap shot out of the gate, JG. I love it. <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. Um, Put the Harvard degree to use by becoming an SDR at Santa Fitz. Uh, but no, obviously crushed it there. Um, he's now an international growth consultant at Google, also founded his own company, Nido Spaces, which is a real estate investment firm, just absolutely killing it in life. And, and Sebastian and I obviously met at Zenefits. And then Rob Valentine, living in Chicago, although he's currently in Belize right now. He's a business development manager at Salesforce, where he's been for four years. Um, and Rob was actually a big reason why we all got together on meditation. So, uh, so appreciate you for that. Um, anything you guys would add to those intros? Yeah, I think we're both single. Like, let's put that out there. Vocals. <laughs> I think that's important to know. Nice. At CBAS, the letter C B A S S one six three six. For any interested folks. There you go. Um. All right. So first question for you guys. Well, let me rephrase. Let me think about this for a second. We decided to start this accountability buddies group text where essentially all we do is every single day when we meditate, we send each other a screenshot after the meditation uh, from the app that we're using. Um, so going back to when we first decided to do this, do you guys remember what the story was there? Uh, and also just like in general, why, you know, why did you want to do it? I uh, I remember the story I think, and you 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 call me on it if I'm if I'm wrong. But um, we were on the beach. It was the jet ski day, right? Mm-hmm. Where where you guys went out on the jet ski, and I remember walking away because I was trying to keep my streak at that point of like 20 days. Yeah. So I went to the that dirty old shack with like the sauna bathroom and sat on the on the toilet and meditated for 10 minutes and then came back like bragging about my streak. And I think that's, mm. that was that was one of the moments I know where we all kind of realized, oh, like we all kind of want to do this. That's cool. Uh, and then, right, it was probably the next day that we started the text group and named it, obviously, the appropriate accountability body's name. Yeah. But again, yeah. call me on that if that's incorrect. No, no, I, I, I don't remember an exact moment, but actually uh, I, I like had some, and Jeremy, you and I have talked about this. I, I've had some like different goals that I've been also trying to pursue like during this year 
it's not 52 things, it's a smaller list, but one of mine's also had to do with meditation and rather than being a certain number of days in a row, it's about like the percentage of days that I meditate in a year. And so when I first arrived in Costa Rica with you, I was on like a 30 day streak. Then we had that one hour long meditation <laughs> with like the sound crystals. I thought it was going to be five, like five to 10 minutes. It ended up being like an hour and a half. That was all, it was a lot, I will say. And then it was uh, a lot. I lost my streak shortly thereafter. So, but you and I had already had some like initial discussions about like, hey, let's keep each other on track. Yeah. I don't think either one of us had the motivation, but luckily Rob Valentine shows up into our life. And I think that was like the final piece that we needed to make this like a, a true accountability buddy situation. Rob Valentine with the longest streak, maybe known to man. What was uh what Parisi, was man? Peter Parisi. Parisi? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Parisi's had like three years right now. No, he, he wow. broke it. He broke it. Oh, he broke it. You're kidding. Yeah. Oh. He blames it on a time change. I'm like, bullshit, man. Like you, you get like 48 yeah. hours to do it. <laughs> I don't buy it. But yeah, man. it was it was at that point like 20. I think my max was was 250, and then I missed a day. And I'm coming up on 50 again, so almost to 300 if if I went to miss the day. Yeah, yeah. But like Bass always says, it's about the practice. It's not about the streak, boys. <laughs> there, I got I got nasally like him at the end. Oh, that yeah, was your Bass impression. I, I, I did get nasally. That is a that is like a fundamental piece to all of this. Um, the the streak, honestly, sometimes like at least in the, the apps that we're using. So Rob and I use Headspace, which is nice because like. You know, we're, we're like doing like a similar like 365 day meditation program, although we both, I think, take like breaks from it like every now and then. Yeah. And uh, Jeremy is using Calm. His father's one of the, the meditation readers, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, not yeah. meditation reader. He writes for their sleep stories. Ah, uh, even better. Sleep stories. Are sleep stories no are shit. How yeah. did I not know oh. that? Shout out. Shout out. Pops. Killer. Killer. He has like a six story remit or something. And so he's not like a full time employee with them, but. Yeah, he's written so, six. Dope, nonetheless. Um, this episode uh, brought to anyway, you by I, Calm and Headspace. Yeah, brought to you by Calm and Headspace. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I get mine for free through Google. Shout out Google. But um, <laughs> to Rob's earlier point about it being about the practice, you know, mm -hmm. not necessarily the streak. Um, yep. It, it's funny because sometimes the streak does seem like almost like a bit artificial. It's like, like am I doing yeah. this? I mean, like humans are incentivized by like this gamification of like all things, right? It's, yep. You know, Instagram and Facebook being about like making you go do this thing because you want to like get these little dopamine triggers. Sometimes like the streak part of it, it makes me a little like iffy. Right. But the thing is- It almost like, feels inauthentic. It, it does feel at, some, at times. However, what I will say is like that incentivization- I am so grateful for the fact that like it does make me do the thing because so there's going to be some days you really don't feel like doing it or you don't, yeah. your mind is growing really busy or you're, you know, you're, you don't think that this is going to help. And on those days is when it's the most beneficial. There hasn't been a single time where I've done a meditation where I've regretted or been like, that was a waste of time or like, mm -hmm. you know, I wish I hadn't done that. Like who cares about like why the streak exists? It's just, it's absolutely. Amazing. Yeah, I mean, obviously, every app that's out there is incentivized to try to tap into those um, uh, elements of your psychology and, and neuroscience. But I think that for me, it did really help, right? And there's a lot of there's a lot of studies, and I don't remember exactly how it goes, but I think it's something along the lines of uh, it takes 30 days to create a habit, 90 days to create a lifestyle, right? And that's why for me, mm -hmm. I specifically said, okay, I just need to sit down, I just need to do it for 90 days straight because I actually started meditating. 
um, in like 2017. And then I started taking it more seriously and, and trying to do like Sebastian said a percentage, but I, I would just measure it every month. I started doing that more seriously in 2019, but I didn't feel like it had really become a lifestyle for me yet. It felt like yeah. something I was tracking, not something that I was just like ingrained as part of who I am, you know, as much as brushing my teeth or eating lunch is part of who I am. Uh, so, so yeah. So great way to phrase it for uh for those reasons and then having you guys right and like there would literally be days where it was like you know 11 55 and i would have forgotten about (laughs) meditating and then i get i'd get a text from sebastian or rob like having just meditated i'm like fuck but uh you know i did it and um and i really do and who knows that you know i'm sure there's an element of a placebo effect here but it really does feel like it's a part of my lifestyle. And and I, I'll, I'll admit, mm. I haven't done it every single day since June. You know, I've had, I've had gaps here and there, but it really does feel like more of a part of my lifestyle. And, and now I think I've gotten to the point where if I haven't meditated in the same way that if you go to bed and you haven't brushed your teeth and it feels kind of crusty, I, I do feel this sense of like, oh shit, I haven't done it yet. And so I meditate. Yeah. Too yeah. So anyway, I'm super happy I- you know, that we did it. I think, I mean, and, and like not to discuss it ad nauseum, but like it's the same, like the gamification, well, A, I think all three of us are pretty hyper-competitive people, right? Like, but it was very, very quickly determined. It wasn't like a contest. Because, I mean, you guys fucked up like three times right out of the game. <laughs> I, got, I got the 10. I got <laughs> Rob was the I'm clear winner. I'm, <laughs> yeah, I'm, roll, I'm rolling at like 71. I'm like, fucking losers. Like, but... <laughs> I, I, like, I don't know how you guys got into an initiative, but JG, similar to you, I had been, I had headspace for seven years, I think. Yeah. And I would, like my initial reason behind it was PTSD and anxiety. Mm. And it was basically, that's what they told me I should be doing is talking to a therapist and meditating. And I'm like, I have like physical, wake me up, panic attacks. And you're telling me if I sit there for 10 minutes a day yeah. with these thoughts that are already the reason for my ailments you're thinking like that's gonna work and it was knowing that I was gonna travel and I had travel anxiety to the nth degree before I went to Costa Rica I want to have a good time not a shitty time so I'm gonna try to get into the habit ahead of time so it was like that streak kept me honest though there was probably seven days in a row where I hit it at 11 o'clock sitting on the toilet like just I still do that I did that last (laughs) night at 2 a.m absolutely (laughs) you know I mean like I'm personally you know I was raised very religiously you know like when when i was like 13 or so it was like most of this stuff seems like bullshit you know and then i became one of those like well actually you know like one of those (laughs) that explains the voice that's it i don't think love exists it's just hormones and people are just trying to reproduce you know i you know like you know i i don't consider myself like religious by any means and and like before i started meditating it seemed like you know kind of one of those like quacky kind of you know mumbo jumbo like witch doctory kind of things you know meditation is not that it's like such a fundamental part of like i I think humanity because really what it's what it's focused on is this thing that i think has been like lost in i don't know if it's like modern society like western culture in particular but this like idea of being present present because like at any given time you are like you are you know, your thoughts, right? And a lot of that is like projecting outward or like thinking about how a situation actually is. And like, I never stopped to consider that. Like, I am also just like myself sitting in this chair. Like, my, like I can feel like my knees like sitting on this. I can feel like the, the weight of my shirt and like my hair that is like 
like falling over my face, like the warmth of the sunshine yeah. coming. It's like, like by, by like shifting your focus into the present, you are able to actually change your experience. And then like, it kind of, it, it removes you from like the like storm of emotions and thoughts and allows you to like truly experience life to like be present for this conversation. Yeah. Anyway, it's just, I don't even know how that sounded. Maybe that sounded like a bunch of psychobabble bullshit, but I like for those of you who are skeptical yeah. that are listening to this, give it a try, give it a month and you'll see what yeah. we're talking about. I was going to say, you, you, you know, to some people who are completely unfamiliar, it might, it might've sounded way too in the clouds and philosophical and maybe, you know, similar to, I think how all three of us probably at one point felt, but I think there's, there's a point to be made, which is like, I think I spent so much time constantly living in the future that I was neglecting the present. And by being more present, mm -hmm. I was able to make better decisions for the future. So yeah, I mean, that was, that was my impetus for it. And, and Rob, I appreciate your being just open and, and vulnerable and sharing, you know, your inspiration for, for why you started. Uh, I'm sure there are a ton of people that are in similar positions or were in similar positions. And uh, obviously therapy is, uh, is, is a great solution as well, but meditation is something that you can control and, and something you can do on your own. Um, to at least help and, and maybe fully heal from those types of issues. Everybody's anxious. Everybody has some form of anxiety, whether it's anxiety or it's just anxiousness, right? Which is a very, very gray area. Yep. yep but yep. you've got options in the way of, of medicine. But as somebody who doesn't love pills, doesn't love artificial enhancement, whatever you want to call it, like right. these are the two options that, again, they seem hippy dippy bullshit. And for anybody who's listening, has given it a shot and not felt what we're discussing, neither did we for the first 60 days. And like, you have to be consistent. Oh, exactly. It, the practice of it, the consistent practice of it, it's one of the most impactful things I've done to really like change my outlook on like how I feel about things like, and, and like, yeah, it's. But I think, I think to that point, the best, the best advice that, that I think all of us would, would be in agreement that you can give is find at least a buddy. If you can find a group that is interested mm -hmm. and will keep mm -hmm. you accountable, that's how you get to the point where you feel real shit. Like where we, we get in those text conversations and I'm like intensely reading <laughs> and it's like two pages long in text. And I'm like, oh, I know, I know, I feel that. I feel that. It's deep and like, oh shit. I want to go a little yeah. bit deeper on how it really is the consistency and pushing through it. Because I think that um, folks, like you said, folks that are listening to this probably have tried it and maybe just haven't had that aha moment and haven't re reached enlightenment, you know, which I certainly have not gotten anywhere close to enlightenment <laughs> yet. Um, and they'll be skeptical for sure, because I was too, and I was doing it, you know, off and on for two years. So I guess, could you guys elaborate a little bit on, on why it is that even in those moments when it wasn't working for you, maybe you felt like it was bullshit, you were distracted, whatever it is. Why was it important for you to keep sticking with it? And how do you think that's impacted things today? I mean, I think one of the biggest things that you can look at as like a, as a benchmark for it, that's going to pull you through, take your pulse before you do it, take your pulse after you do it. And there is a, wow, there, like it slows down no matter what. And it, it makes perfect sense. Logically, you're slowing down your anxious ticks, whatever it is that, that puts you, puts you into the hole, as I call it, you're slowing it down and you're taking control of your thoughts. So to me, that, ha that having that physical response of just pulse alone is everything that you need to know and then just build on it. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, um, the, like the other, like, you know, milestones that, you know, are maybe like a little less clear, but, but for me, I have been like one of the most impactful things is like, 
do you have these moments of mindfulness throughout the day that you notice outside of the practice of meditation? You know, it's like earlier I was driving, I was driving back home and I was just like, I'm feeling my hands on the steering wheel as I'm driving. And it's just like, you know, it's like, it's like, it's a thing. Like normally I'd just be like listening to music or just like, you know, like shit, I have a meeting that I have to get to. Like, that's why I'm driving fast. And I'm working. It's like always outside of the present, but like, it's like, I can only be where I am right this second. And like, I'm still the same little anxious, always trying to like guess it, like what other people are thinking, predicting how things are going to go in the future, caught up in my own thoughts kind of person. But those little moments of mindfulness, whether it's once, twice, three times a day, you know, it's like, I, I love that aspect of it. Um, and, and, and part of the reason I'm really happy that you, you asked us to join this podcast. The best thing about it has been like this relationship between the three of us where like, yeah. you know, it's not like we talk every day, but yeah. I know that you guys are experiencing some version of what I'm experiencing every day. And like, yeah, it's been fantastic. That's great. Couldn't, couldn't agree more. And I think like that, that to that point, like think about, <laughs> you touched a little bit on, on Bass's background, where he's from, where he grew up. JG grew up in a completely different environment. I grew up in a completely different environment, but you've got a thread that you can pull through all of those experiences and find that commonality. Like that's, that's the proof right there. That's the proof is in the pudding, you know? Absolutely. Yeah. So I have a question that's going to change gears a bit. Um, but, and Rob, Rob, you might've already answered this question, but where is the weirdest place that you can remember meditating or maybe not even yeah. weird, but unique, memorable, you know, whether it's like on the top of a mountain, on top of a toilet seat, whatever it is. It was the toilet seat for me, but also bass when we were, when we were on that fishing trip and then it was ah. just like two hours in bass and I are taking a nap, just going so ever so gently up and down <laughs> with the waves, putting us to sleep. I was, I tried to meditate first and then I was just, <laughs> but that was, that was a nice peaceful spot as well. It was yeah, dope. It was nice. Um, for me, you know, it, it wasn't, I guess it wasn't anything out of the ordinary, but the one that like really stands out to me, um, I had actually already meditated in the morning, but I was like, I was like in Arizona, I was just like golfing. And then I had a long Uber ride, just like kind of by myself. And I didn't even, my phone was dead. I didn't even have the app going. I was like, this is a perfect opportunity for me to just meditate. And it, the, I mean, it just felt so good to like, even without like that, that like knowing that it wasn't going to count toward my streak or, you know, it was, just, it was literally just time that I was taking away from myself. And I just remember just being, you know, like at the end of a lot of these meditations, it's like, just like, think about how you feel about having taken the time for yourself today. And I, I, I felt that so deeply at that point. And then yeah, I just moved on with the rest of my day. And it was, it was great. There you go. What about you, JJ? JJ? Um, so what I, the weirdest place that I ever meditated, or at least the one that I think of is actually on the side of a highway. Mm. And I had just had a conversation with my, um, let's just call her my girlfriend, but you know, it was a little bit more complicated than that, but I had not like a great conversation with her. And I was driving up from, I think it was Santa Barbara and I was in a rental car and, um, I was just so distracted with my thoughts. I actually ended up running out of gas on the highway. And, you know, next wow. thing I know, it's blinking and, and I've got a pullover on the side of the road. I wasn't like panicked by any means. I, was, I wasn't in danger. I was, I was, you know, there was, there was enough of a shoulder, but it was just like really annoying. I was just like, fuck, I just want to get home. And uh, I got out of the car. I just sat down on, on the little slope, grassy field next to the highway. And I just meditated. And uh, it was massively crucial that I did that. Ah, so that's dope. 
and that, you know, I, of I, course, like the fact that you thought to do it at that time just brings me so much joy. You know, like it's a, it's such a tool in your emotional, like like those those toolkits in your belt. Like my therapist talks about this a lot, and it's like I'm just so thrilled that like in that moment, I I, I felt your pain. You know, it's like I'm nothing in the world seems to be going right. And then that last little thing, you run out of gas on the side of the highway, just tips it over the edge. Like, yeah, the fact that you like were able to do that, like just, like I said, it just brings me a lot of joy. Yeah, it was fantastic. I mean, and I owe a lot of it to this group too. I, the group has definitely helped me thinking about it consistently and being able to just recall that tool more quickly to the point where it just becomes natural. Um, and, uh, and yeah, it worked. And like, did, did that solve all my problems? No, obviously. Uh, but it, but it did help me in that moment. You know, I still needed to like pay for the tow truck. My relationship didn't change, um, as a result of me <laughs> meditating, but, uh, but, but, but your relationship to those emotions and those thoughts, exactly. Like, like, yeah. And your perception, I think you know, perception is reality. So to your point, JG, like it's, it's not a, it's not a fix all it's, right. and I read, right. it's, it's crazy. I read this book eight years ago. I found it in an airport. And it was, I, I was on a flight and I read the book and it's called 10% Better, 10% yeah, yeah. Happier rather, by Dan Harris. And it's all about meditation. It's not, hey, you're going to feel perfect. No, you're still going to like do the dumb shit that you do as a response to your body feeling anxious, but you're going to be 10% happier than you would have, would have had you not taken the time to be present and to actually, you know, sit with your thoughts. Absolutely. It's definitely not a fix all and it takes time, you know, for, for me, part of the, the initial catalyst, as I mentioned, was just a feeling like I was, I was living in the future. But the reason I started doing it much more consistently, and I've talked to Sebastian about this a little bit, but I started really struggling mentally um, in 2019. This was like two years living into living in New York, um, just seemingly spontaneously, my mind started kind of unraveling. And I think it was being overworked, not sleeping enough, not really living a lifestyle that I actually valued you know it was a lot more drinking and partying um and uh i remember there'd be days i'd be sitting on the subway just like going to work and all of a sudden i would start to feel the suffocating sensation to the point where i had to get off the subway it was it was i guess light claustrophobia i was never diagnosed with a panic attack um but i would get these sensations um and you know i would <clears throat> i would be at home just like hanging out chilling on the couch and then next thing you know my mind would start spiraling out of control really um it was clear to me that my brain or my mind just wasn't wasn't healthy because i had no reason to be feeling this um no you know deeply catastrophic event had happened to me uh my brain was just unfit and so mental fitness became such a priority to me and it took a long time. I remember, you know, a month in still feeling the same shitty feelings, still having these spontaneous moments of anxiety, um, still having these like deeply depressing thoughts and uh, not to get too dark, but I, I thought about suicide a lot too. And I want to be clear. I didn't contemplate suicide. I, I wasn't actively trying to end my life, but I thought about it. I, and I should empathize. To, you could I empathize with somebody. Exactly. I empathized yeah. with it. I empathized with why someone would want to take their own life. So that's why meditation became so crucial to me. And, and if anyone is out there, you know, listening and, and, and has these same types of thoughts, I mean, shit, I, I get emotional just you know, talking about it. Um, I hope they will reach out first of all, um, and also try, try to tap into their toolkit. Like, like Sebastian said, there's a lot of resources out there. Um, uh, for me, you know, I started with just two minutes a day. It was just two minutes, force yourself to do it. And then uh, you expand from there.
just quickly, JG, like, you know, in my opinion, non, non-licensed therapist opinion, <laughs> that is a panic attack. Like that's a form of a panic attack yeah. where yeah. it's a mental shift, like where it's out of nowhere and it's not founded necessarily in anything. And it has that physiological response. In my opinion, that's a panic attack. And I don't think everybody is familiar with that. And if you can't put your finger on it and you can't label it, that's where people fall into the hole and can't find their way out. It's In my opinion, point, it's, yeah. yeah, it's, it's absolutely, and it's a worthy endeavor to try to fix it and understand it. And I think like, that's, uh, you know, I'm, I'm happy as hell for you that that's the route that you took. And I think any one of us has had those moments. I, I mean, I was in San Francisco, 18th floor of a hotel room and I'm, I'm, I'm terrified of death. That's one of my biggest sources of anxiety. But in that moment, I was having a panic attack. I was uncomfortable. I was at a work training by myself and was had a little bit of insomnia. And I understood it. I was like, yeah. I didn't want to jump out the window, but I could understand how somebody who was in that position could want to do that. You know? Yeah. 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 100%. Yeah. Man. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, listen, and there, and there's like, you know, all sorts of like ways that people manage difficult emotions, you know, mine was basically like my, my thing was just like denial of like all of the things that give a person character and depth, you know, like, I know I feel bad right now, but I don't care. Never cared about this. Fuck that. I'm just going to like <laughs> be happy. And I would say that I'm like less hat, like constantly positively happy, but just like so much more fulfilled, you know, like, you know, mm. like when I was going through my breakup, I would just like sit there and be like, yeah, I'm feeling super sad and like crying actually. Like this is the first time I cried and like, like since I was, since I was 12, you know, and like, I was just like, well, having gone through the process of meditation, I'm like, this is okay. Like I am super sad. And like, this is a part of being human. And like, it is how I feel right now. That's okay. It will change. It will shift, but like, it's, it's good. And, and, and like, again, this, this group of us, it's, it's really nice knowing that there are other people that commiserate with you and like feel these things and are using yeah. these tools and I, I like I wanted to scream from the rooftops, you know, just like take 10 minutes for yourself. Take five minutes. Take, take two. Take two. Two, take two. Whatever it takes. Take two. Yeah. Even just two minutes every day. Have you guys read the book or heard of the book Atomic Habits? Like I, I just know. bought it. It's just arrived downstairs. I just Hell yeah. on Amazon back not 30 seconds ago. No way. I love yeah, that book. Looking, I'm looking it up right now. Get Dude, it. I probably would, for you the would love it. Yeah, I think you would really love it. He's all he, the guy was like a an ex minor league baseball player, I think, who turned business consultant. But um, anyway, that, that's where I got the the two minute idea. That's one of like his his tools that he talks about is just focus on doing the first two minutes of whatever that task is. So like, if you want to exercise more, don't focus on exercising. Focus on putting on your running shoes. I'm like, that's it, and just make mm-hmm. sure every single day you put on your running shoes, wow. you put on your shorts. And then if you decide not to go for a run that day, that's okay. As long as you just put on the clothes. And so actually CBS, you and I have wow. talked about, you know, the activation piece a lot, but yeah, just take that first yeah. step to I getting like towards the harder thing. Don't focus on exercising, just focus on putting on your running shoes. <laughs> Love that. I dig Love that. that. Yeah, that's great. That, that's awesome that you just got the book. Yeah. All right. We've gotten to such good stuff, such meaningful uh, discussion. Um, but I do want uh, the, the last question I always like to, to finish with is, uh, what's one thing that is on your guys's bucket list. A lot of like what I've been focusing on this year is just like trying to live more in accordance with my values. And like, uh, personally, like 
you know, one of my values is like, I'm very like family first. It's just like the way that I was raised, but like, and that can be a value of yours, but if you're not living in accordance with it, it's like, what am I doing to be a better brother, a better son, a better uncle, you know, a better, whatever, whatever familial relationship it is that you want to focus on. So one of the things that I have is like a goal of mine this year is to like do something impactful for each one of my nieces and nephews. The way that that's going to manifest itself is just like starting them like a 529 retirement account, putting like thousand dollars in each of them in each of them um it's like one of those it's like anyway that's how i'm gonna like take action to actually be a better family member be a better uncle in this case so i like that it's specific um because everyone will i think would be able to resonate with that but yeah how how can you be impactful so i like that you've defined it in something that's very objectively either yes you did or no you didn't um that's awesome dude uh if you want to send some money my way too feel free <laughs> yeah, it's, it's at Rob Valentine. Rob, Rob, <laughs> yeah, Rob exactly. Rob, what about you? It's like, so it's a little bit pie in the sky, but it's been my goal since I started doing my uh, maybe like three, four years into um, the summer camp that I do for kids with muscular dystrophy. And I don't know why I, I, I've fundraised for it for the last 15 years and raised 100,000 between me and my extended um, network that's participated. That's but big. I've always wanted to since I've started to do that, get to the point where I can in one lump sum be in a position to give a million dollars to a philanthropic co- philanthropic cause of my choice. That's that's been on my bucket list for about 15 years. So that's awesome. Still what I want to do. Hey, link the link the link the whatever you have a link to that put in the link to the to the show notes. Absolutely. Sure, sure. Yeah, dude, send me the link. Yeah. I'll, I'll absolutely throw it in the show notes. I feel confident. I think it'll happen. You just got to keep on grinding, you know? Oh, it'll happen. Yeah. Just got to keep putting out the world. I believe it. I believe it. All right, boys. Well, that was a great discussion. Appreciate you guys bringing a lot of just real golden gold nuggets to this conversation. Uh, I guess before we hop off, is there anything else you feel like you would want to say? Love you guys. Love you guys too. I love you too. I love love you guys. And uh, that's it. Also, uh, you guys haven't meditated yet today, or you haven't Let's, sent me yeah, right after gonna do it. <laughs> that shit done. All right, boys. Let's, we'll put yes, the, the screenshot of the timestamp in the show notes. So yeah, we'll, there. we'll <laughs> right after this. Exactly. All right, much uh, love, fellas. Later, boys. Good Jeez. talking, guys.